0: You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 7 7 in the morning. You're on the wake up Tucson show 10 30, the voice local news and talk. We are seven days away. Uh, Next Monday is our happy hour at the short rest tavern uh, in behind Mark's beautiful Tucson games and gadgets. It's basically a cozy medieval esque tavern that serves local beer, wine and mead. And it's going to be catered by Malta Joe with his variety of Maltese delicacies. Including Pastizzi and other things.
1: Oh, he's the one who brought me those goodies. Correct. Ooh. Yep.
0: So uh, that's Ooh. happening a uh, week, please. Five thirty start at Short Rest Tavern, Tucson Games and Gadgets. They're right next to the second floor entrance to the defunct uh, Sears in Tucson Mall. Cool. So we'll please have to go there. Please join us. Great retail area, but also at the same time, really a fun kind of bar area on the back so please join us it'll be very fun those mellifluous tones is our good friend dr joanne D. filippo oh
1: i like that word
0: big word like delicatessen <laughs> as my yeah. old uh, high school teacher would say and uh we got to hang out a little bit saturday morning
1: yes that was can, very fun you came to the racetrack to see lucky lupe <laughs> uh,
0: now lucky lupe is an impressive uh, equine very but uh, a
1: little neurotic, little neurotic. He's got issues. You, gotta, uh, you know,
0: uh, any good manager needs to you know channel the neurosis the right way, as we say. <laughs> and then, what's the name of your filly again? She's great.
1: Us ready. Yeah. You, if you say it fast, it's intended to be use ready. Use so, ready. so
0: if I went to Brooklyn mode, use yeah, ready. Use ready.
1: <laughs> yeah. Joe, Pe- Joe Pesci. Here both, we go.
0: Be, both horses are beautiful, but she yeah. is a amazingly.
1: She's a little prima girl. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like, I'll tell you, the thing about Lucky Lupe, he's a runner. And uh, hopefully, uh, if any listeners, okay, we do entries this Wednesday, so we'll know if Lucky Lupe is going to be running on Saturday. If he is, please come out, uh, introduce yourself to me. You'll see me in the paddock in the breezeway there. And um, we'll we'll go and cheer Lucky Lupe on.
0: So I told Mark and Ed that I want every other weekend that Mark's not on a Friday, Give me a couple of the kids from the U of A racing program to come on. Oh, good. Right. And I
1: want you to get some of the local people.
0: I'd love to do that. Yeah. So, but there's this one kid, supposedly, I think his name's Mike. He's from New York, right? He just did the last two summers, I think, at Saratoga, right? Going to the U of A program. He's like the 19-year-old handicapper maniac. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think he's going to be the new horse racing handicap maniac.
1: So let me tell you. We, we've got some little kids there Our also. Our handicapping
0: intern, we're yeah. going to call him.
1: We, we've got some little kids there that are like 14 years old that probably could give this guy a little run for his money, okay? <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> they know, I mean, you know, it's interesting to see these kids. I watch them because they like go sunny Sunnyside or TUSD, right? Statistically, they don't even realize it. They're, they're 13, 14 years old. They can repeat stats. On the horses they can tell you the odds everything and they're like. and I, I watch this and i go you know what a shame because if the schools were, were actually doing what they were intended to do these kids would have dynamite mathematical careers or something having to so do that as, a, as a
0: show that constantly is going through the school grades on math and uh reading sunnyside is the worst school in easily southern arizona like the worst.
1: I know. It's, know? it's really unfortunate.
0: You yes. know, we talk about education is that key to break out of your bonds.
1: Mm-hmm. It is.
0: Right. And we have schools like Amphi, TUSD, Sunnyside that don't buy into that. Sad to say. And that's where we're at. All right, what's our theme today?
1: Okay, well, you it's know, It's very
0: weird. I feel like I only have this one, well, this one article. I, know, I feel I know. you're very you feel unprepared. Naked? I you feel, feel naked. This is very, okay. this is very unde like. I'm just I telling know. you that.
1: Oh, it's, I got to tell you, it's because I just literally at 5:30 this morning, I just finished a grant. I, I don't, I won't disclose the client's name, but I do want to tell you it was. It's an absolutely superb project. You know, USDA uh, distributes food boxes. To low-income people throughout the united states and the new program is to try and get some native foods indigenous foods into the boxes and i did not realize that um up in the uh, i'll say the they call it the river people it's the acmil um that the the issue is the seeds you know the the traditional seeds are going away and then, and what they did is they actually found some of the old seeds in one of the elders' homes and they created what's called Ramona Farms. Oh, beautiful. But yeah. And so. Where's I, that at? Uh, it's got to be up, up around, um, I off I 10.
0: All right. You got to yeah. f- find somebody to come in and talk about it with yeah. us. That'd oh, be fun.
1: Oh, if you want to see some great food products, go to Ramona Farms. Uh, it's either going to be .com or .org. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So now well, on
0: the dirty side of life yeah
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know so, we talk about the dirty tea so, for tucson but, but you know what's what? going on at the dirty pee. H- here's the thing
1: <laughs> even though okay we had the board Brought meeting you by at-
0: old tucson old pueblo urology the
2: dirty pee <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> 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 we'll just root you right <laughs> out
2: <laughs> moving right along
1: <laughs> oh and i do this morning i do want to say i want to give a shout out to former supervisor Allie miller <laughs> Allie, if you're listening we're thinking about you okay <laughs> Especially after today. There are a couple items on here that you're going to find very interesting, Ellie. But no, what we're going to do is we're going to go back and revisit. Remember Jonathan Boyeran's 1994 remapping memories? Because that is so good. Especially because we're going to touch a little bit on the Sun Corridor Report. Oh,
0: that's right. So, i got to so, get mine. It's in my, in my drawer.
1: So we want to talk about the relationship between history and memory. This is, <laughs> this is going to be good. Oh, okay?
0: my Lord.
1: <laughs> All right. <gasps> Bye. <laughs> what i do want to do is a, a couple things
0: so we only got about two minutes of this segment so let's right. do a little overview and then we'll get into nitty and gritty well
1: let's do this for, you know the public records request okay on the vac stats i think i have to do that again must have fallen into a black hole i am county.
0: fascinated okay if that ever came out
1: oh it'll be interesting so, well especially what Teresa cullen's now gone okay so yep. it's going to be really interesting the answers we get but i also have not re- received a response that's
0: a dr garcia nightmare getting the vac status out in public that's what i think so anyway keep going sorry i
1: uh, know francisco quite well oh. okay um so what we're I'm not
0: saying he's a bad guy i'm just saying
1: yeah anyway yeah he's in a tough spot which they create often themselves. Okay. the I have not received the answer on the executive session. Remember I said, what are the formal policies, if any, do they exist on people participating remotely? Now, I know we got to go to break, but I want to pick up on that again on the Matt Hines, the executive session. Because there's, I want to talk about the counter narrative that Matt Hines is trying to push out there. And it's like, no, Matt, we're not buying it. You can sit there and give us all the falsehoods you want. Do not try and put your reverse CRT on us. We don't buy your homophobia issues. This has nothing to do with that. This has to do with executive session and participation remotely. For him to try and conflate the issues, especially as a professional the career he has, it's it's an absolute disgrace. Well, and that would,
0: well also, uh, one of the listeners got a uh, sponsored ad from... Uh, my hands for supervisor he's fundraising off of quote the homophobia of anyone critic criticizing him for bikini boy
1: well isn't that part of the dem structure never let a crisis go to waste gotta make some
0: gotta make some money yeah so all right let's go to break dr d filippo no eight o'clock yes so we can go a little we'll push her past because i forgot we were i it was a fun weekend
1: right yes it was it was
0: but I totally forgot we were doing Sun Corridor annual report today, so.
1: Well, the report's light, so trust me, okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the comment will be will be beefy, as yeah. we like to say. Dr. D. Filippo and Christy Simone, you're on Wake Up Tucson. Give us a call seven nine zero two zero four zero. I forgot somebody, Marty Marty Ballin from. Uh, Jefferson Airplane. There so you go. We'll play the uh, one of the uh, City of Tucson's Pliskin Acre uh, power anthems. That's coming up. Uh, White Rabbit <laughs> before it's over. That's yeah, <laughs> coming up. <laughs> hey, remember uh, Dave Smith, uh, new Pima GOP chair, uh, Shelly Kice has agreed to come on the air. We'll give you two hours and you can hit her with every accusation. She already put all our answers to your accusations. One you were correct on. She actually admitted it, but the rest she has other answers for. So instead of asking Patty to cancel having anyone come on the show and kill free speech. We're inviting more free speech. So if you want to come on, me you and Shelly Kais, two hours, you can ask her anything she wants and it'll be all on the record. So love to have you. Wake up Tucson at gmail.com. I'm sure you guys know where to find us because you know how to complain to Patty. We're hanging out with That's
1: a great opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's what it should be. Yep. So Joanne D Filippo, doctor.
1: Yes, I like how you had get you, that in I there. I like how
0: you had correct uh Adelita. At your oh, public yeah, audience.
1: oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Hey. hey. Mr. DeFilippo? Yes. Dr. DeFilippo. Filippo. Yes. What? Well, <laughs> you, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. We're going to get to her in a minute.
0: Okay. <laughs> I got a lot of problems We're with gonna you We're going to get people. to her in
1: a minute. Okay? Uh,
0: let's go back. to So we teased everyone with the Matt Hines yes. executive session. But.
1: And, you know, this is a typical move from the opposite side whatever opposite side, it's, it's kind of like a methodology that people use. That, you know, CRT, remember, it's it, it, a lot of the concepts originally, we're, we're talking now back in the 60s, 70s, et cetera, University of Chicago, UT Austin, etc. looking at oppositional voices. One in particular is Andrea Dworkin, who's a legal theorist, who says, if you take your foot off my throat, I can speak. Okay, well, you know, Andrea Dworkin was basically talking about feminist jurisprudence, et cetera. But what has happened over time is that the critical race theory approaches and the theoretical framework has, has gone to, let's say, they took it and they want to apply it to critical, critical thinking skills. But it's now working backwards. And that at Chuck, that's what I would do with Chuck, OK, right. just take those same premises from critical race theory, flip the model back on those that are trying to project it out. So, for example, what Matt Hines is doing right now, Matt Hines is caught. There's there's no two ways about it. What's the easiest thing for him to do is to sit there and basically say they do one of two things. It's either a claim of racism or a claim of some type of you're against LGBT, you know, homophobia. Etc. No. And for for Matt to have done that. To have stated that publicly, even like to a, the the county. I'm, I'm not
0: saying that someone on Facebook or something didn't make a homophobe or uh, kind of comment, but what he does is basically he does the drama over dramatic thing well, that anyone, anyone anyone who can who criticizes him is a quote a homophobe. Yes,
1: and he wants to shroud the entire issue. What he's trying to do is take blame and guilt off of himself. No, Matt, it happened. Just own it yeah i mean just
0: move on yeah basically so on his point of personal privilege he went to i'm a suffering servant that worked during the holidays so my co-workers could have time with their families and i have three jobs and i'm taking care of a dying dad in michigan
1: and i would venture to say leave
0: your dad out of this yeah i mean you know it's
1: calling the pity card Right, you want know, a pity party?
0: No one has pity for Matt Hines. Everyone knows he's a miserable, unhappy guy. There's no pity emanating for that guy. Why, well, like, didn't he say he was
1: working three jobs? That was
0: in the uh, <laughs> that was in the Advocate interview. <laughs> yeah. So he's doing his job, working for uh, the 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 hospital. Uh, the hospital, right? At TMC, he's got a scribe business, right? And what was his third job? I forgot what his third job was. Matthew? I think that
2: referred to the political office. Oh, the political office. That's oh, they, that's right. The, so. In the
1: county. Well, right. you know, we can solve that easy. We can knock that down to two real fast. Matt, just why don't you remove yourself from being a supervisor? Because it's pretty obvious that it's not working out for him. The
0: supervisor is is, is really, uh, if we're going to do priorities, is his third job. Yes. You can You can just tell. Yes. Right. And the other thing is, Matt, if your dying father's in in Michigan, what, do, what are you doing? Am I am I missing something? Are you flying out to Michigan every week to see your dad, or is because you look at him on Facetime, you're taking care of your dying dad? I just, I mean, leave your dad out of this. We all got problems. I mean,
1: this is an issue. it's, you we know, all got it's got kind of like Joe Biden. The Biden administration created the problem with energy. They created the problem at the border, okay? Now, stop putting the the blame on others. Own up to it. You did it. You created the mess, and you've made even a bigger mess. And that's what Matt needs to do. He needs to realize, you know, oftentimes when people try to go to these extremes of explaining something, what it does is it has the reverse effect.
0: So the Huckleberry management was create the fire yell yeah. fire and then pay, have the people pay more taxes to put out the fire right then the political side of it is you create the fire you yell fire and now you fundraise off the reaction yep. to the fire
2: yes yes right matt what are you going to say what gets lost in all of this is the fact that everybody else found it the time and they if they were afraid of the rona they were they found the time and courage to come back to meetings and participate in person at Board of Supervisors meetings and unless I'm mistaken and correct me if I'm wrong but most meetings even since everybody else even Sharon has come back he's he's been doing remotely yes right. and that's what gets lost in this whole mess right. so they say, well I only did this and he made it sound like well I only did it this one it. trip all, on a, a vacation
0: all seven Rona freaks on the city council show up to their meetings
2: right so that's what gets lost in all this. Is he makes it sound like, well, I just, you know, I, I work through the holidays to give to, to let all my coworkers be with their families, and I just want to take a vacation. And that completely ignores the fact that he's been setting aside this. He's been misbehaving during call to the audience. He's had to be kind of uh, he's shut been down. late
1: for virtually every single meeting. He arrives at nine twenty. I time it.
2: He's in and out of the <laughs> meetings, you know, here and there. You know, finally, you know, you put some pressure on them, jo- uh, Doctor Filippo to to. Uh, <laughs> that's right, to,
1: Matt. You get that right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> to to announce that he's left the meeting, he's re-entered the meeting, just so everybody knows what votes he's on. So, y- it, you're right. This is all a diversion tactic. Yes, And he's and got
0: a total pass from the local press.
1: Correct. Oh, they have to.
0: Even Dan Shearer gave him a mild pass on uh, this, I mean, which they is have disappointing. To. We already had that discussion.
1: Because if they don't, it means that they dismantle, they destroy the entire uh, concept that he's trying to project. You, you know, I mean, it has no merit. So, it's better to just be silent, not say anything, and let Matt go forward.
2: And then, so then nu- the nuance to the it the other Matt, yes. Yeah. yeah. The, not the, new, Matt, not the nuance Matt. to the whole thing is where did he do his uh, point of personal privilege? Live in person at the meeting. So, this obviously puts some pressure on him to uh, show up. No, well, it's
1: true. And if you, I don't know if you remember. Imagine if he
2: did his
0: point of privilege, privilege on another Zoom call. That, <laughs> that
2: would be would great.
1: Yeah, especially with the background going <laughs> on. Can I have a point of privilege here? Okay. Um, and remember, Matt Matt announced that he was not going to be attending a in-person live meeting until after the first of the year. Now, my personal opinion, I believe that that was intentional. Okay. Because he knows that Adelita... Is going to protect him, right? He couldn't count on that from Sharon because Sharon ran the board meeting like like a true chairperson. And Sharon
0: was—you could obviously tell she did not was not um, happy with Matt's behavior during meetings.
1: No, he—he—he—I'm sorry, but he acts like an elitist privilege. That's that's part of what it is. He accuses other people of the exact thing that he portrays. That's. I'm
0: trying to remember if he said something about people doing name calling, and I'm sitting there going, "Is this the guy who called little kids?" Oh, typhoid, typhoid
1: Mar- Marys? <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, yes, exactly. So
0: you haven't gotten your response no. on on executive session?
1: Yeah, and I believe the reason why I haven't is because there's no response coming forward. <laughs> there is. It, it's interesting. You can tell when you take a look at the language that is in the statutes and the and the, and the policies. It was never the intent. Uh, those policymakers to think that somebody would be participating in an executive session remotely because the language says specifically that they will um, uh, stop the meeting and they will go to executive chambers. That That's very clear what the intent was. So, and I believe it's part of it is because they realize the liability. Here, here, here's
0: the real nightmare, right? Not just at Pima County, how many other public meetings since Rona lockdowns have People's oh. loved ones, friends, or whatever have been sitting in the room while they're participating in executive session.
1: Yes, yes, overhearing.
0: I bet it's a hundreds of times. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. All right. This is uh, one of the anthems of Tucson, Arizona, riddled by a drug problem. We just had a drive-by shooting at a funeral procession at Holy Hope Cemetery on Saturday.
1: That was. I I, I saw that in the news. I just couldn't believe it. So, it's happening more and more.
0: Here it is, "Little White Rabbit" by. Uh, Jeff- Jefferson airplane. Here we go. Jody Watley's birthday today. This is the one Jody we're playing for the day. So the only show that follows up White Rabbit with Jody Watley. I'm just telling you <laughs> that. So 7:34 in the morning. Christy Simone, Doctor D Filippo here. Uh, of course, friend of the show, Pima County uh, watchdog. As we like to say.
1: Now, I, I'm going to call it the accountability and transparency compliance.
0: Wow. That okay. almost sounds as uh, fancy as... Uh, I always love the grants and innovation oh, yeah. department at the... the grants SP. and
1: management. Uh, yeah. so the, yeah.
0: I haven't seen innovation at the county like ever.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure they know the definition. <laughs> I mean, okay. Chuck
0: was innovative. It's just that in, it was, it's, it's a buzz Chuck buzzword. was innovative in the hustle.
1: Oh, Chuck was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I would give Chuck an A-plus for the hustle, especially... I think the best hustle Chuck ever did on the taxpayers right. was the world view with the building that could only hold 180 <laughs> employees, and he sold a bill of goods, what, 400, 450 em- Oh, my God. I, I, I still can't believe it.
0: Yeah, he gave them a, an employee goal of 400, but we find out just in the last 30 days at the place. Actually, I think it only holds 140.
1: The next one I'm going after. (laughs) Get ready, County, because I'm going to do a public records request on this. Remember the Rocking K, the community facilities (laughs) district? Now, taxpayers, I want you to be aware that we loaned From our revenue, our sources, $15 million to the Rocking K development so that they could develop the roads in the development. And then every time they sold a house, what I believe the homeowner had to pay back $3,000, and they were going to pay the $15 million back in increments as the houses were sold. Uh, let's do a public records request. See when, how remember when
0: the Hustleberry was working over the Caesars on Star Valley? Oh, this right? was a
1: little bit before my time. However, right. it was, I remember did they, they, about, they, they,
0: about Oh, yeah, you're going to have to pay for that new uh, traffic light and blah, blah, blah. Yes. Because, uh, you know, but, you know, for the Diamond uh, gang, that's okay. We'll figure out how to give I you. I
1: actually heard that the Caesars were, like, it was relentless what Chuck did to them.
0: So when that happened, Big Joe actually called the show not as a guest and talked about it it was it it was great organic radio
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah you know that's where you see the game the political game and the politicking and the favorites and you know
0: hey the caesars supported all those guys through the years and it came to a point in time where huckleberry just said screw you
1: well, didn't he, I, when I came into uh, the political government arena, at that point, I believe, what, what did he do? Over at Star Path, no, not Star Pass, Star Valley okay
0: star valley is at, uh, it's a development out on valencia road
1: yes and what happened was remember they said th- there were all kinds of issues joe was trying to develop some land out there and i and he obviously did something that huckleberry didn't like and they they kind of like held up the developments or something and then what happened overall they rezoned his land do you remember that I do. and i'm like oh my gosh it's like that's the first warning do not Cross that line with Huckleberry because he will find, you know, that, what do they say in the Senate? Uh, Schumer says it. He goes, they'll get you seven ways to Sunday if they want to do it. Well, we got eight ways to Valencia here. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds
0: like a great new cowboy movie we're yeah. going to film.
1: All right, so. I don't now, like,
0: I want you I won't, I won't trigger you by saying the words Old Tucson yet.
1: <clears throat> oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my $4 million headache. Okay, we're going to get there. We're going to get there, trust me. Okay? Especially after I see what we went through with uh, uh, Riita this past weekend. We're going to get there, trust
0: me. Allie just said violation of the gift law, paying us <laughs> back with impact fees. I
1: know, I know. It is. <laughs> Thank you. Allie's listening. Thank you, Allie. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. All right, I do want to bring this up because I, I do want the listeners to realize What's going on in the national scene, like this morning, headline says, New York City forces all city employees to undergo radical critical, radical critical race theory training. Quote, unquote, really unfair. Do, do you listeners have any idea what's going on in Arizona? Do you know that our universities require this? I had to do a training that in one of the modules talked about white privilege uh, I am absolutely appalled. And if there are any Arizona border regents listening to this, or somebody has a connection to the Arizona border regions, I would like the Arizona border Regents to explain why and how they allow a module that is focusing on white privilege to be disseminated, mandated of not just students, but employees, faculty, etc.
0: Remember that, um, NAU, my alma mater, is now four classes, 12 yes. credits have to go to CRT before they give you a degree.
1: Mandatory. Yeah. And, and you know, the the thing, Pima that County. That costs money also. Yeah, you have <laughs> to pay for it. You have to pay for them to try to indoctrinate you, okay? Pima County is the same. You know, a lot of times what they'll do, they'll coach it under some other title, but it's basically the CRT operative framework from which they're, you know... Wh- white is bad white is racist white is privilege you know and it it is this very destructive language yeah i thought about it recently especially with martin luther king day i truly believe that martin luther king would just be absolutely appalled if he saw what was going on because it's not what he was advocating for and it's not what he was the message he was trying to send out
0: so he believed my take is that martin luther king especially as a christian minister believe that all souls are equal, right? We, we're supposed to be judged by our content of our character and not the color of our skin.
1: And asking us to recognize the content of the color uh, of the character instead of saying that some are you know better than others. What, what he was really trying to say is when you put that lens on, look at it through the lens of a level playing field. Don't look at it through a, like a caste system or a hierarchy, but you know, we, yeah, there's a great article by Neil Gotunda called, is our constitution colorblind? Great article. If anybody wants to read it, actually, I'll bring it in and you can link it in. Okay. okay? And, um, it, it's looking at it because people are saying that when we look at the constitution, okay, there are those that look at it from a color lens perspective. And there are others that say, no, all men are created equal, etc. Well, you know, it's how we interpret it. That's where critical thinking skills come in. And when they apply critical race theory onto critical thinking skills, that's how you end up with what you've got today in university systems indoctrination.
0: If you're walking around the world thinking, not thinking that all souls matter equally, you're in a bad you're in a bad spot or you're in your in your life. Yes, you know? I
1: mean, all we've done with critical race theory is is flip. The colonizer colonized the oppressor, the oppressed model. That's what we've done, and, and literally, what it does is it's just another form of perpetrating a system of abuse.
0: Did you see the Don Lemon interview with the English historian after the Queen died?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Right, and he's like, "Isn't it time for England to pay reparations?" Yes, for slavery. Right, and this, this, this historian—I'd tell you, she was so good. Oh, she it was
1: beautiful. She wow, goes, she "No," she goes, it. "Don,
0: you're absolutely correct." We do, we do. Let's let's go back to the real roots of slavery, which are tribes in Africa that sold people that they defeated in battle. They enslaved them and then they sold them on the shores of shores of Africa to Europeans who then shipped them across the Atlantic. So let's go right to the source. Let's ask for reparations from the descendants of the tribes who first started the slave trade. <laughs> like, yes. Uh, he, he was he was he speechless he just it.
1: did not know how to answer <laughs> that yeah so you know my thing on it is m- before you open your mouth and I, I say this to anybody about anything make sure you've done your homework make sure you know what you're talking about otherwise keep silent because miss as we well know misinformation is equally destructive
2: so you're saying they're not going to knock over the pyramids or the aqueduct or any any of this stuff that was probably all built by slave labor. That's true, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> While we're toppling statues and... Take some
0: hammers to a sphinx, is what you're telling me? I'm Where's with going. you. I'm with you. All yeah. right.
1: All right. So so we're going to put that one on the side there. So just, you know, if you've got students, if uh, if you're paying your kids tuition to go to the university here in Arizona... Ask him to give you a list of the of the uh, trainings that are required.
0: Can we, run, can we when we come back, can we remind everyone how much the sun corridor sucks?
1: <laughs> yes. We'll go please, to that one. It's please. So good. Okay, all right. It's so good. All we'll right. jump to that. Thanks, okay. Aunt Joanne. All
0: right.
1: <laughs> oh, that's even worse. Do-
0: <laughs> Doctor. Doctor <laughs> <Dr>. Aunt Joanne. Seven forty three in the morning. Christy Simone, Doctor D. Filippo. Wait till we go through the uh, the Sun Corridor report. And I got the I got the, the most recent nine ninety I can find that's got compensation. And then oh, one quick question, Joanne. Do we have the Michael Rossi report oh, yet?
1: No, I didn't see anything yet. So we we'll, I I think oh, okay, that's what I'll do. I'll do a public records <laughs> request. Okay. I got let's her. Let's do that one too. For whole
0: Monday is going to be public records yeah, requests. So. Let's get
1: the Rossi report.
0: You're, you're on the Wake Up <laughs> Tucson show, 10 through the Voice, local news and talk. All right. Phil Phil Collins' birthday today.
1: One of my absolute favorites.
0: Not just a you know great singer songwriter, but really one of the best rock drummers of all time. Oh so, really? Oh he's amazing.
1: I didn't know that. Oh, okay. all
0: right. Amazing, amazing drummer. Uh, you're on Wake Up Tucson. Dr. D. Filippo and I are here. We're now going. So the Sun Corridors used to be called Trio hmm right tucson regional economic opportunities joe and i well, i think they hate this the most when they first got there they paid a bunch of money for a uh, a kind of an a study on why tucson sucks for business right so number one that came up obviously from the,
1: they're still using the results
0: <laughs> well they, they ignore the results in a way right so number one is lack of uh pro- public sector leadership mm-hmm. and then number two was lack of private sector leadership which hasn't
1: changed. It, it, it hasn't. And we're going to, those will be reflected in attachment G when we talk about why they lost half of the page of business.
0: I can't wait till attachment G. I've been okay. dreaming about attachment, <laughs> about attachment G. G? Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So let's open this first. All right. We're going to do the teacher-student rule.
0: Now, before a uh, teacher, do you, want to, do you want me to throw out their, their salaries no, now that's, or later? That's,
1: no, no. That's part of the teacher-student yes, rule. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Go. All right. Question number one, We oui. student D. Simone, <laughs> how much money does the county provide to Sun Corridor in their annual contract?
0: 650,000 of taxpayer dollars.
1: That's right. And that is for both federal and state? Yes or no?
0: Uh, what do you mean by for federal? Well, they
1: combine it. It's for all development. Ro- okay. Rossi's is split federal state. Ah, gotcha. Sun Quarter is isn't agri- Okay, now of the six hundred and fifty thousand, and remember that's Pima County's piece. Okay, you looked at the nine ninety for Sun Quarter. Could you please tell us what the total revenue was?
0: Explain to everyone who is a rookie what a nine ninety is.
1: Oh, nine, uh, Think of it this way: it's kind of like the uh, your organization's report with the feds. Yeah, and it gives an overview of like the status uh, financial of the organization. Every nonprofit is required to do a 990 annually. Here we go. And then, Wait, I do want to mention this is from 2019 because, and they are delayed like this, unfortunately, but this is 219 pre-pandemic. And the, the reason why this is important, when you hear these figures, I want you to remember, as soon as the pandemic, pandemic came, we infused a ton of money Into economic development opportunities. So, what you're going to hear right now is lowballing it.
0: You are correct. All right. Joe Snell, which we refer to as Snell Squatch because no one actually ever sees him. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, we've actually. You
1: see him at the grocery store? (laughs) I
0: I do see him at Fry's, uh, the Safeway up in uh, uh, once in a while. And when he sees me, he looks like someone crapped in his Cheerios. (laughs) Okay. Now, uh, Joe Snell, he is slumming it. His base pay is $318,000. Slumming it. Base pay. But but wait, there's more. Now, Joe, let me ask you this question. If you were talking about bonus and incentive compensation for an employee, what do you think a typical good rate... What What, what ratio would you... What percentage of base salary do you think would be bonus? And this is not retirement, right? This is... Bonus and incentive compensation. I'd say maybe
1: ten percent. Point zero. <laughs> I'd love to say zero point five. <laughs> let's say, t- but you know, ten percent. So
0: Joe's, <laughs> like any good lawyer, I knew the answer to the question, right? Yeah. Remember. Joe's is forty-one percent.
1: Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> what, what's it? What is his salary again? Three what? Three
0: eighteen. Okay. His but bonus his, and incentive is one thirty-two. Yeah.
1: His full remuneration. <laughs> how you like that word? Okay. His full remuneration package. What I believe it's reflected on the nine ninety at four seventy-five.
0: Four seventy-five. Yeah. So you know is, what? Wait a minute. Oh, Wait, 3, a minute. 318, Wait a minute. Three eighteen. Uh, one hundred and thirty-two
1: in bonus. Who else had a package that totaled up like that?
0: His boyfriend, Chuck Huckleberry. Yeah. Uh, then, and by boyfriend, I meant spiritually. Uh, see, uh, retirement is 24000 Other non-taxable benefits is $774. So uh, anyway. So, so he, I
1: want people to realize, out of the $650,000 a year that we, taxpayers, give to Sun Corridor, and his overall package is 475 you know what that percentage is? Oh, it's roughly sixty-six percent. He takes sixty-six percent of the revenue and pays himself with it. <laughs> you that, are correct. That is just absolutely egregious. Egregious.
0: Uh, second in command, David Welsh, making two eighteen. Okay, uh, CFO making one eighty-seven, and marketing director Laura Shaw making one seventy-six. So let's do the math here: thirteen six. Two ten five. Oh, you're not two. using your fingers. I just—I okay. I know. I okay. I, <laughs> I want to go old school today. Uh, ain't there one point oh five six million just in Zeller. four
1: in four employees? Yeah. Well, I, isn't that all there is? <laughs> I think that's all there is from what I remember. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> and he screws poor David Welsh. He only gets twenty five percent of a uh, bonus and incentive compensation. Where. The, the Snell swatch is pulling in 41% bonus. Okay,
1: so now, lo- all right, let's now keep that in mind, those figures. Yep. Because now we're going to move to attachment G. Oh, okay.
0: I'm so excited. And
1: attachment G, actually what that discusses is.
0: I want a t-shirt with attachment G on it. Yeah,
1: the uh, closed hyphen lost reason report. I love this. <laughs> I love this. Okay. All right, now. This one is this the
0: one with the yellows? This one here? Yeah. Okay. Oh no
1: no this one.
0: Oh gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. that's It's
1: probably what five from the back something
0: like that. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Go. I got it now.
1: All right. Um, So we've probably got yeah maybe thirty entries here. Okay, and these are all it's business opportunities that are lost. Well, I look in the in the column called lead source. And over half of them are ACA, Correct. which means the Arizona Commerce Authority provided the the lead, the source Sun Corridor. Sun Corridor didn't even have to do anything for it.
0: Okay, I've seen this in the uh, in the tourism world with Visit Tucson. Yes, Or same their, thing. Their lead generation. That there's so many things that come from uh, either the hotels, corporate. Uh, salespeople, or they're kind of these national things. And they said, oh, we generated this. But the, a lot of the hotels get those from other sources nowadays.
1: And what's really interesting is we've got one, two, three, four, five out of probably 30 that were provided to us by site selectors. So, you know, when we pay for those dinners for site selectors, because that's what's in this report, I noted this, okay? <laughs> Joe does say that we provided dinner. Um, the thing is, we need to do a better job with these site selectors. What it's telling me is we're not selling the region. There's a, and there's a reason why. I see you looking at it. You see that, yeah, see that looking, column? Yeah, I do.
0: Okay. I do. So then it says regional so, partner.
1: Yeah. That'd be interesting to see who that is.
0: And then it says local broker, and that's that's my biggest thing that I hear from my real estate folks that do commercial is the, the uh, they just suck at selling your dirt, right? They're just that the uh, um, uh, the Sun Corridor just they'll just they just they just feel like whatever's going on there.
1: Well, you know you got to you got to think about it. If they're selling dirt and it's not co- county owned, maintained, or provided dirt. That means that whoever that business entrepreneur is, they're probably paying for a lot of stuff. Whereas when they come to the county, look, worldview is a prime example. Look at how much money was given in the deal, right? And Pima County taxpayers paid for that. We funded that up, okay? So we're looking at these incentive packages also.
0: So what's really fascinating for me here is um, the one of uh, the reason why this one here, oh, they yeah, in the, the
1: category. Right? State
0: reason. State reason, right? So first of all, one that says client unresponsive. <laughs> that's not a lead. <laughs> They're putting a lead that was emailed them from the Arizona Commerce Authority that they sent an email to and, and they some, never answer. And they were ignored. Yes. That's a lead? That is not a lead. Yes. Right? So you could take a chunk of these and throw them in the garbage.
1: And look, you know what? You know the square footage use of those uh, is is the largest. Those client unresponsive have have the largest square footage required, which means they're probably a bigger. Industry. So
0: there's a bunch of of client unresponsive. I bet it, mm-hmm. I bet it's at least I don't know at least one tw- third.
1: Yeah. One third. Okay. You know.
0: Then you have insufficient real estate.
1: Now, f- okay. Out of that, I added these up. Five were for insufficient real estate. Two were for infrastructure, and one was for workforce. I want to touch on that workforce a minute. You know, they keep talking about, okay, we're going to be getting these jobs, and they're going to be 65000 85000 et cetera. I'm going to ta- tell Joe Snell right now, go back to the drawing board. I want to see the correlation between what Sun Corridor does in attracting business to what Pima County Workforce Development does in getting people Here. Not people that we're bringing in from Chicago, from Los Angeles, from Boston, from wherever. I want to see the people here that are getting trained, that are getting jobs, that are getting employed at these businesses that Joe Snell says they're bringing in. And if
0: they're getting all these leads, basically how many of their leads are coming from ACA? It looks at least by six, more than half. half. Yeah. It's like more than half to me. Um, I will tell you that... Why do why did the county has their own economic development department, right? The city has their own economic development
1: well, department. Well, I'll tell you, there there is a reason why they do use a third party, and it has to do with government bureaucracy setup, because think of it this way.
0: In the it's end, not that I agree with so it, but here's it's the part. way it operates. If you have sharp people in commercial real estate, right, they're, they're the, they'll be the ones that, interact between the client and the county or the city no matter where the dirt is.
1: It should but but here's what part of the problem is. It it has to do with public records requests. Okay? Because once and somebody must have thought about this back in the 90s I would imagine. Once it, it the communication comes between whatever party in the county that is subject to public records requests. So what... And it, this is nationwide. This is not sure. exclusive to Pima County. So by creating a third-party, let's say, middleman, then that communication goes from the third party to the potential... So my biggest problem
0: with Sun Corridor is they're taking all this money from the... Now, if they were a private entity, they can do whatever they want. I don't care. But they're taking 650000 of our money. All right? My thing is, if you were really professionals at what you would do you would sit you would basically sit and say publicly you have to say it publicly this is what pima county needs to do to be a winner in uh, supporting economic development but they know the product sucks
1: yes they can't right? sell it
0: right they know the product sucks they're too they're too wussy to to, to, to to actually say in public what needs to get fixed to make it better right and they keep taking the money well, and, and because in the end, their job, Joe Snell's number one job, is to make sure he keeps getting four seventy five. That's what I. That's what I see. He as needs his to get priority. the six
1: fifty so he can get the four seventy five out of this six fifty. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, okay, here, here, we got a couple, thirty
0: seconds. Before oh, break, this is a good so one. Okay. give me a, give me a tease.
1: A talent perception study was developed in collaboration with Pima County, and the whole focus of this is to attract new talent to our region. I go back to that same thing. Take a look at the talent that's here. Help these people here get jobs. Do not ignore them. These people are paying your $650,000, and you're not looking at what we need to do to get these people upskilled and employed.
0: All right, we're going to continue this on the other side of the news. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk.